talk show for all things automotive. From the latest news to the greatest views. And the biggest names in rolling iron. Your host is Brett Hatfield, freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. And owner of his own small but growing fleet of cool cars. Get behind the wheel of an hour of car talk starting right now. Thank you for listening to Driven Radio. We know your time is valuable, so we work hard to bring you the best in automotive content and interviews. You can listen to us online at readthedriven.com, on iTunes, Pippa, Stitcher, Google Play, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. Please follow us on Facebook at forward slash Driven Radio Show, on Twitter at Driven Radio Show, and on Instagram at Read the Driven. We're coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in Overland Park, Kansas. I'm your host, Brett Hatfield. I'm here with my co-host, Vern Estes, Shelby expert and owner of the world's lowest volume car dealership. Vernon Estes. Justice Classics. Almost non-existent at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have faith in you. You're going to get that warehouse done, and then you're... It's, I'm going to get it done, or it's going to get me done. You're going to be ready for retirement is what's going to happen. Uh... We got a little bit of stuff to talk about. The larger part of which is your trip to Tulsa. We switched spots uh, from previous weekend when I was in Tulsa. You attended the 45th annual Ford and Shelby Nationals. Tell us all about it. Did, did, tell me you went and did something fun. And we got in are a couple world travelers, aren't oh, we? Oh, boy, yeah. Kansas to Tulsa. Oklahoma. Yeah, really something. <laughs> yeah, I went out to uh, the Mid-America Ford and Shelby Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is uh, is essentially uh, the first night is third. Thursday night was a huge cruise night, uh, both late model and old cars. Friday. Did you take anything fun this oh, weekend? Oh, no. No, I just took the truck. I took my uh, my wife and daughter. They were fun. Oh, so, okay. Well, I'm sure they know, got lots out of this. It's a lot easier to not bring cars to car shows most of the time. Yeah, That's it is. I cause... tend to find. I like to bring things home from the car shows. I don't like to take them to them. Well, and if you don't take anything, then you don't have anything to worry about while you're there. No, oh, sure. Yeah, you're not tied down to any of it. Okay, so Thursday night's the big cruise. Thursday night is the cruise night in the Brady Arts district a couple hundred cars show up uh late model and old cars one of the most interesting cars at the cruise night was somebody had just taken delivery of a brand new heritage ford gt oh the the golf blue with the orange yeah and on those heritage cars you get the carbon fiber wheels on them unlike the first year so it was a titanium exhaust carbon fiber wheels now the carbon fiber that's on the heritage edition are they anything are they similar in any way to the uh the carbon fiber wheels on the gt350r same same manufacturer from what i understand okay so they're so t- they're 10 supposedly, grand uh i would assume in a ford gt they're probably maybe not quite that but close and uh you can't really buy a set even if you want them i'm they guessing won't, they won't sell them to you unless you option them on a car the only thing that they will do i hear that if you buy a carbon fiber wheel option card they'll sell you the standard wheels for track use if you want them but okay, you can't well, buy like sense. a standard wheel car and then get the carbon fiber wheels on top of that so titanium exhaust carbon fiber wheels gulf heritage livery Anybody we know or anybody who would be known or just... Who owned the car? Yeah. Oh, nobody that... Uh, I know the guy's name, but, you know, not somebody that, that okay. would, you know, come to mind, so... But I'm sure it was... Uh, I'm sure it drew a crowd. Oh, it was amazing. And uh, one of the coolest parts of uh, of that whole cruise night is there's a, a local friend of mine who owns an old warehouse right in the uh, the Brady Arts District where he keeps his car collection. And uh, 
it's a pretty interesting deal because the outside of the building, you know, just looks like your typical brick building, but you go inside sure. and it's like a mecca of all things car. So yeah, I actually go to the cruise night just to hang out in his building, <laughs> you know, that building envy. So yeah. And then uh, Bil- building envy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Friday was, uh, was the road racing out at Hallett. No, wait, 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 before you skip away from building envy, I'm wondering, are you standing there admiring his exhaust fans on his building? I'm just more admiring that he has a functioning building at this point. So uh, everything aside from that is like really a bonus so he has a functioning building that he can run his business out of but uh uh you know friday is the the uh, the road road racing at hallett uh raceway which mm-hmm. is about 45 50 minutes away from tulsa okay so you drive out there and back uh kind of an old historic uh road course you see a lot of cars running in anger there was a uh, the second i got there i was watching one of the turns and a cobra went up onto the tire wall back wheels five feet in the air and the guy drove off the tire wall and then kept racing real cobra real aluminum oh no no god no okay no fiberglass you know huge roll cage you know just made to go fast it was pretty funny to watch a cobra drive off of uh of a tire wall though it was really something to see just thinking about it yeah and then saturday is uh is the drag strip which is also a swap meet uh that's a lot of people's favorite event i tend to i tend to prefer the road racing um and then over the course of the weekend there's a lot of concours judging and the overall car shows on uh, on sunday so were were you not walking around in the swap meet looking at what was there because I know that's how you got your start. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. Uh, so you know, did you find anything? Well, the problem is, unfortunately, swap meets are kind of decreasing in sound or in uh, in uh, volume as, as every year goes by. So, oh, are they? Yeah. So it's fun to go to the swap meets because it's all the same vendors and you see a lot of people. But there just seems to be less and less stuff there. Okay. Know? So I'm well, mostly doing everything over the Internet now. Is it is it fewer vendors at the meet uh, or just... Fewer vendors, less fewer stuff. people looking to buy, less stuff. It used to be you could walk through those swap meets and find any huge amounts of stuff. I used to take a ton of cash and spend almost all of it at a swap meet. And Has, uh, has most stuff moved to being online? Yeah, almost everything. Okay. Everything I sell is online as far as the memorabilia goes, and I only buy a little bit of it in person. So. Alrighty. And then... After the swap meet. After the swap meet, just drag racing at the same time, and then the show on Sunday. Were you judging at the Concours? Yeah, Mm -hmm. did a little bit. Okay. Uh, See anything really cool? Uh, 65 through 70 Shelbys, one of each year. Okay. 65s and 6s are kind of like standard issue. They're all pretty similar to each other. Any of them you're familiar with? Almost every one of them. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, so there's a 65. Well, I, I know that, fives and sixes are really your thing. But. Yeah, yeah, and most of them are owned by buddies of mine that have either bought cars from me or consigned cars through me or, you know, just generally just friends. So it was a good time. I and mean, the only reason I, I even go to the event, though, it's not really even about the cars as I see the cars every day. It's more just to, like, see people that I'm familiar with and buddies well, with and, and drink and beer. So That's what so many of these things are for us anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, we've been to so many of them. It's not even the cars anymore. It's getting to see all the people we know. And yeah. these are the occasions when we get to see the people we know. Uh, you know, it's rare that we get to see anybody on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so. I mean, this is one of the, the three or four shows a year that I go to every single year. So it's always usually the same people, which is a good thing. We stay up in the hotel lobby till midnight, usually just So good weekend. Shit. Yeah, great weekend. Did you bore the hell out of the wife? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Got to show off the baby, you know, tried to use her as a sales boy for everybody so that was good well and and that's what they're there for oh yeah yep absolutely well very cool uh while you were doing that uh i had uh i got our guest this week to help me you know that that bronco i've got is a really good looking truck to start with but yeah it's a ford 
You give great humble. Uh, (laughs) But I got Matt to help me uh, do the detailing on it, take all the uh, paint imperfections out of it. Holy hell, that thing looks great now. It looks amazing. And here in just a minute, we're going to talk to Matt. It's uh, our guest is Matt Boywood of uh, Auto Obsession Detail KC. He'll uh, he's going to talk to us about detailing for the average guy, advantages of commonly found waxes or common waxes and polishes, uh, tips and tricks to help you get the most out of your uh, out of your detailing at home, and all this and much more is coming up next on Driven Radio. back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guest this week is Matt Oywad of Auto Obsession Detail KC. Matt graduated from K-State in 2013 with a bachelor's degree in family studies and human services with a secondary degree in gerontology. His intention was to work in a nursing home. Your intention was to work in a nursing home? Yeah, I didn't think too much into it. You really thought you were going to work in a nursing home? He just wanted to work on something old, so he went from old people to old cars. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's real nice. Uh, but things took a turn when Matt met Frank Thompson, former owner of Overland Park Dodge. Frank helped Matt start his detailing career, having Matt work on his personal car collection. And through Frank and Vern, remember Vern? I had very little to do with it. Through but. Frank and Vern's professional connections, uh, Matt was able to start building a small detailing business with a reputation for exacting standards. Matt taught himself how to bring out the best in cars by working on truly needy classics. Needy? Truly needy. Uh, it's good. I, okay, we're going to get into that. He mastered wet sanding and polishing while cultivating a passion for paint correction, and uh, he put that to work last week on my Bronco I that I thought was really good to start with. It was quite needy. And I found out how much better it could be. Uh, thanks for being with us on Driven Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, needy. needy cla- tell us about Needy Classics. Well, uh is I that should have spelled N E E D Y or is yes. that K N E E D Y? No, you're you're caught up on the oh, bread okay. thing. I right. should have All said right. yeah. I should have said some tired classics because uh, Frank went through a stage there. Vern can attest to this, where he bought some pretty tired cars. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, he does know what I'm talking about because he would constantly give me crap because uh, I have a moral compass. Vern doesn't. I remember the day that Matt learned to wet sand, and it didn't happen the typical way that people learn to wet sand. It had to do with a car needing to be wet sanding, sanded, and then Frank just told Matt yeah. to learn how just, to wet sand. I had to just learn. Oh, how to really? Do. Yeah. So <laughs> thank God my generation has Google because. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, and really. YouTube videos. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> but seriously. He's gotten pretty good at it. Though. I got pretty good at it just from cars that he would bring in that were repaints that were $500 repaints with terrible paint jobs. And I just kind of had to learn how to wet sand and, and polish. So learning how to do that, can you turn a crummy paint job into a much better looking paint job? Let's talk about a red Bronco. Believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not, you can. And that's what I was trying to say is Vern. Oh, boy. Vern would joke that I was helping Frank uh, screw people over because I was <laughs> taking cars that were so crummy. Awful. Just and, terrible. And tired and needy, I guess, you know. 
and uh, turning them around and making them look halfway decent. Speaking I'm of not Broncos, say perfect, but, but not the one that you owned. It's one that I bought. In the classic car world, it seems like different sorts of collecting spheres have different definitions of nice and not nice paint. And okay. I bought a Bronco that I was told was supposed to have show quality paint. And it showed up and it was honestly one of the worst paint jobs I've ever seen on a car. Oh, no kidding. Oh, it was un- it was unbelievable. It was so bad. Matt, how long did you spend on that truck? Man, it I would say... F- Four days, literally, bu- <laughs> literally buckets full. Of I had red paint. Buck- I had buckets full of paint off of that car from sanding. And I by was the time sanding it was with done, a thousand grit. I mean, most cars I start with five thousand grit, which if you feel it, it's, sure, it's it's so fine. It feels like paper almost. I mean, it's it's incredibly fine. I was using a thousand grit, then fifteen hundred. Was it just was this just single stage paint? Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a single stage enamel. By the time Matt was done, guys who had seen it before he started came in and they thought I had had the truck painted. No kidding. Yeah, because it actually looked it wasn't perfect, it, but it, it looked wasn't real perfect. nice. It wasn't perfect. It looked real good compared yeah. to the start. I like I'll I'll never say that I can take a car and make it perfect because there's just I mean the amount of time you would have to take to make anything perfect. But we took it from forty. 30% and took it up to 80 yeah. maybe yeah I saw the first maybe time I 80? saw that truck I just had visions of a wheelbarrow full of cash just being <laughs> <a little> fire. <laughs> uh. so uh, what are the biggest differences between what an average car guy does or an average guy does mm-hmm. and a, at his own home or in his own garage versus sure. what you do for your customers uh well the big thing I would say is uh I'm just incredibly detail oriented and power tools. Okay. The ability to use power tools without damaging a vehicle is the the big thing. It takes, um, also just every single car paint is different. What works for one car may not work for another when I'm polishing. So really being able to handle a power tool, know which pad polish combination. uh, And was this all self-taught for you? Yeah, lots of time on the Auto Geek uh, forum. Uh, okay. I spent a lot of time on there, just kind of sitting back and reading. You know, Mike Phillips, the uh, uh, he's the main detailer at Auto Geek. He's he's very popular on the forums. Uh, I just so followed this is, him a lot. This is something that regular guys can learn how to do. You can absolutely learn how to do everything that I can do. It'll just and, take you thousands of hours. And you can learn, but you really, you really can. Uh, and I'm, and I'm not one to keep like I don't keep any of my tricks of the trade to myself. Like I'll tell anybody any trick that I have because really what it is is just a lot of work more than a skill. So what are the differences in materials? Uh, uh, you know, most of us, uh, especially guys who have old cars, sure, are really sure. dedicated to trying to make them look good. We'll go try to find the best McGuire stuff out sure. there yeah. or Adams or sure. what's the difference between what we're using and what you're using? Well, a lot of the chemicals that you get at, you know, O'Reilly or AutoZone, they're dumbed down for the the majority of people who, you know, they don't want you to do any damage, so they sure. they kind of make them more user friendly for the average customer. But a lot of my chemicals are more professional grade, um, and um, I don't know. Probably a finer focus for what yeah, they're using. Yeah, absolutely. So the stuff that that most people get at. Uh, uh, Parts stores and mm-hmm. supply houses like mm-hmm. that. Uh, 
is that mostly carnauba wax and and things like that yeah and that's a, a a big thing that bothers me is at dealerships when you buy a new car they'll tell you like we're, we're gonna put this coating on there and they say coating oh, they don't say what ceramic coating that, or what it is garbage it's always just some just spray wax it's or something, something they like can that. charge it's, you $1,500 it it's, it's, it's the $995 quote protection yeah package yeah, yeah. It, that that absolutely kills me it's gone after three car washes yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the stuff they use is even worse than the stuff you can buy in stores Maguire's actually makes a, some really great products I mean, okay even just the consumer products are really great so what are the advantages of a, a regular store-bought carnauba wax versus uh, what are the disadvantages so uh really the the disadvantage to, to carnauba wax is it it goes on and it doesn't actually bond to the paint where a paint sealant will actually bond and a ceramic coating will actually bond so okay. a carnauba wax enhances the gloss but at the same time the gloss you get is from polishing the car more so than the wax so really in my opinion a carnauba wax is kind of a waste of time at least at this point the technology with paint sealants it if and you, when you say paint sealant yeah what are you talking about i'm talking about a polymer based uh protection that uses you know synthetic technology versus a natural carnauba wax okay um that uses you know a Brazilian waxes, beeswaxes to basically, yep, the Vernon's giving me a look like there's not beeswax. I'm telling you, there's beeswax in some of these carnauba waxes. Uh, it's been my experience that there is, absolutely. Yeah. We're speaking with Matt Moywatt of Auto Obsession Detail KC. So... Over the last 10 years, a lot of us have gotten have seen and started using and gotten used to using clay bars mm-hmm. uh, to take some of the contaminants out of sure, the paint before sure. we do any polishing. Uh, can you talk about uh, how clay bars came around and then what's new that looks like it's going to replace it? And what is NanoSkin? Na- NanoSkin Auto Scrub. It's it's a it's a polymer based uh like a, it's like a rubberized, texturized mitt that you can use. Um, they actually have them where you can attach them to polishers too. But it's a clay bar alternative that can remove um, any sort of bonded contaminants, and mm-hmm. it, it can be rinsed off and reused. So oh, really? clay bars, once they start getting uh, you know too contaminated, yeah, they break down and deteriorate. They break down, they deteriorate. They they're they get to the point where they can even mar the paint and you can't wash the contaminants out of them you just got to con- constantly knead it and sure. and put it back into a ball and it gets to the point where they start to dissolve where a nanoskin auto scrub mint they're bigger they cover more surface area they're just as effective and they don't break down over time and you can rinse them off you can clean them off with your waterless wash product or um your car soap and it sounds like that's going to be the next thing that replaces oh yeah bars. oh yeah it's absolutely already starting to replace clay are those bars. widely available yeah absolutely i think they they make a few different types of mitts they don't have the nanoskin one at o'reilly's or autozone but if you go to auto geek i sound like i'm trying to you know, well i'm sure auto geek will I mean, uh, yeah. be a happy website. to make a deal with you later yeah <laughs> there you go um a lot of older cars have a single stage finish like the bronco you were talking about yeah yeah and those are either enamel or lacquer. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about the differences uh, in polishing single stage versus mm-hmm. uh, two stage, which sure. is a, or even three stage? Sure. And also, what's the difference between enamel and lacquer, and how can you tell what you got? Well, uh, lacquer it. Um, lacquer never fully cures, so when you're working on a on a lacquer paint, um, and it's inc- incredibly soft. 
Okay. So you will immediately see, you could rub on a lacquer paint with a microfiber towel and see some of the lacquer come off into the towel. Oh, okay. If it's an enamel paint, it, it takes a little bit more heat to actually start to see, even if it's a still single stage, it, you'll, it'll take a little bit more heat and polishing to actually see the paint come off onto the pad. Okay. Lacquer paints are notoriously very difficult to finish down and make the paint you know, perfect clarity, but they're very easy to remove any sort of scratches, marring, etc. All right. So, and then working on these newer three-stage paint, you know, a two-stage, three-stage paint, they're v- incredibly hard. So they're they're very easy to finish down and make look glossy, but they're extremely difficult to remove scratches from. And well, out of curiosity, which one's on my Bronco? Uh, you have. Uh, single stage enamel on your Bronco. Well, and that that's probably why we had such an easy time yeah. getting it to turn yeah. out. We're speaking with Matt Wywatt of Auto Obsession Detail KC. When we come back, we'll be talking about some tips for interior cleaning, differences in paint by car brands, and uh, what products are best for those of us who do our own detailing at home. All this and more is coming up on Driven Radio. Coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in Overland Park, Kansas. We're speaking with Matt Woywad of uh, Auto Obsession Detail KC about keeping your cars looking their best. Matt, when we uh, when we left, we were discussing uh, different types of paint finishes and what have been put on cars. And a lot of us sure. have older cars that have single stage finishes on them. Mm-hmm. But there are differences in paint finishes from manufacturer to manufacturer. Uh, can you tell tell us a little bit about the different paints from different sure. brands? Sure. Well, uh, you know, people don't realize this. They think a lot of the time that just paint is paint. But on special, especially uh, Chevys and BMWs, uh, German cars, there's a lot more harder paints. Where on uh, maybe like a Porsche, Ferrari, there's much softer paints. Oh, really? So, How do you tell the difference before you do damage to one of them? Well, I start with the most mild, non-abrasive polish I can, and that generally will tell me if it's if it's a really soft paint, I'll get decent paint correction from a very, very fine polish, and if it's a hard paint, it won't make a dent. So that's what I start with It's a, as a general rule. What causes the differences? The differences, it's it has something to do with the curing process. Um, I honestly don't know. Okay. Uh, a lot of newer cars and a fair number of old ones also have leather interiors, jumping from paint to uh, interiors. Uh, what are some of the do's and don'ts with leather, and what do you like to use, and what do you avoid? Uh, a... a- popular thing that a lot of I see a lot of my customers do is they'll go to and they'll get like Meguiar's natural protectant or they'll get some sort of interior dressing and for me in my opinion it's a complete waste of time most of the modern leathers that you see now all have uh, a coating over the leather like similar to the clear coat on the outside of your car oh really and 
it really uh, uh, any sort of dressing isn't going to penetrate and do any sort of conditioning. I actually use spray wax on the insides of my cars because or of the cars I detail. Really? Because the, like I said, it's that that uh, coating that's over the leather is very similar to the clear coat on your car. So you can use a spray wax product and it'll work. Does let mad set that because like whenever I detail my truck, I only seem to ever have a can of spray wax yeah. around. So I always it use works. it on the interior because I think I'm being lazy. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I was doing something right there. Turns out you, you were doing something right entirely unintentional. Yeah, that's great. The best thing you could do to, uh, I love preserve, like I love the preserving. I do love to restore cars, but I love the preservation of cars. And the best thing you could really do is just keep the body oils, the, the hot spots, the steering wheel, the shifter, anywhere that your body oils are constantly touching you want to just make sure that you take a wet microfiber towel once a week every other week and just wipe those areas down because the body oils is what over time will gradually you know penetrate penetrate and then you get you know issues or permanent shiny spots and everything in the car or whatever what are your thoughts on using uh, steam cleaning interiors i think it's fantastic i personally use uh a tornador, which is a, it's a compressed air that also uh, spits out a mist of a chemical of your choice. I typically just use distilled water, but uh, steam steamers are fantastic. They're they're really good for door jams, greasy door jams. Just the the heat breaks them down. You got to be a little careful with them, but most of the ones you find the there's actually a decent one at Harbor Freight that uh, um, seems to do a pretty good job. I think it's like eighty bucks. One of the methods I've seen used, I've never done it by myself. Mm-hmm but I've always thought I'd like to give it a stab is using a, a, a cloth or a towel wrapped over a steamer head mm-hmm. and then that's supposed to lift the dirt and it gets yeah. trapped in the towel. It is does. that something you do? It it absolutely does. Like I said, I actually don't I don't use a steamer, but I use a tornador tornador which, you know, has a similar effect. So Alrighty. Most of us don't have all the products mm-hmm. or equipment or even the skills of a professional detailer. Uh, what are some of the things that amateurs, uh, guys like me who are working at home in their garage, sure. uh, what are some of the things that we can do to get a professional looking result? Well, I would actually I, I would actually recommend investing in a dual action polisher. Um, okay. Uh, really, you could go to Harbor Freight and get one for $70 that, I mean, it's not going to be, if you're using it all the time, every day, like I am, it, it's not a great tool. I, I like to have one that's smoother to operate. But most but of us aren't doing that. Exactly. So if you're just using it every once in a while, you could get a Harbor Freight dual action polisher for 60 to $70 and uh, invest in a few soft foam pads. And it's very difficult to do any sort of damage in that situation. But um, that is invest in a good spray wax, constantly keep your car. I mean, spray waxes are very easy. You don't have to constantly go through and put on a carnauba wax or a paint sealant. You really only need to do that once every six months. Of the, of the things that are available, yeah. uh, commonly available at parts stores and stuff yes. like that, do you have a favorite? Oh, I do. Uh, Meguiar's Ultimate Spray Wax. It's fantastic. I get it in the gallon. Meguiar's actually has a detailer line, sure. and I get it in the gallon, but Vernon uses it. He knows it's it's a great spray wax. Yeah, it's it, good the, stuff. the protection is minimal it really only lasts uh you know about a week or two but the best part about it in my opinion is that it can be used on glass you can use it on all the textured plastic glass. trim 
Yeah, you could use it on. I, I polish and actually seal all the glass that I do on all the cars. I, I'm a big believer in it. It removes the water spots and it leaves the glass perfectly smooth. And then, you know, you have it protected so the water sheets and beads off really easily. We're speaking with Matt Oywad of uh, Auto Obsession Detail KC. So you recommend getting a dual action polisher. Yeah. What's the difference between a DA and a rotary? Yeah. What makes the DA so much better? Do you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so I, I actually started, Frank, actually, the gentleman that I've started working for, he handed me uh, a rotary polisher, which, I mean, they the potential for damaging a vehicle with a rotary polisher is <laughs> a lot greater than, I mean, it, you'd be hard-pressed to do much damage with the dual action. And uh, so I, I got to learn how to polish with a rotary. A rotary polisher spins on a single axis where a dual action polisher spins and oscillates. Okay. So you aren't getting, if you use a rotary polisher, you're creating a lot more heat because the pad's spinning on a single axis. Um, and in a lot of cert, in a lot of times, you'll end up getting holograms. I don't know if you've heard of sure. holograms where a car's out in the sun and you see what looks to be uh, some sort of oil slick type of look on it. And yeah. Those are those are holograms. I would recommend nobody buys a rotary polisher if you aren't an experienced you know detailer if you don't have somebody to sit and teach you and for guys who are on a budget just something from harbor freight i'm telling you a harbor freight dual action polisher griot's garage makes one i think it's about 150 bucks you can get a, the exact same thing at harbor freight so can you explain the differences between a microfiber a foam and a wool polishing pad and sure uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure each of them has their own pros and cons so the wool um actually believe it or not runs the coolest of all those uh, oh, it does. It does. And and uh, microfiber tends to run the hottest. Okay. But what you use is you use wool for heavy, heavy cutting, especially with a rotary polisher. Um, you would use microfiber for cutting with a dual action polisher. And then foam is for finishing paints. Okay. And really bringing out the last bit of gloss and shine. And I assume uh, with the wool and the foam, there would be mm-hmm. different, uh, different levels or gradations for... Oh, yeah there's uh certain uh there's twisted wool there's acrylic uh 50 50 acrylic twisted i mean they they've got so many different variations and uh especially with microfiber now they actually have microfiber cutting pads as well as microfiber finishing pads yeah which seem to be flying around my shop a lot sure yeah you have the da microfiber uh system which is a phenomenal i mean it honestly changed the game for the DIY guys to be able to polish their cars and actually do some level of correcting. No, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I was doing a great job till you should. No, you do. Your cars <laughs> look amazing. Uh, can you tell us why you would use microfiber towels instead of regular terry cloth towels that seem to be the standard for decades? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, they they are probably the number one like coolest technology creation in the past 10 years in my opinion they are truly i mean vernon's laughing right now because he gets all excited i get really (laughs) excited about microfiber and he he will not come across anybody who's more of a microfiber snob than matt is like he just like turns up his nose at my kirkland microfibers they've got he's got to have specialized stuff oh my gosh it's a microfiber towel with an edge edges and tags tags. so i use them in front of matt on my truck just to like just to get into his head a little bit with the tags on them uh we've been talking
talking with Matt Hoywad of Auto Obsession Detail KC. You can find Auto Obsession Detail KC online at www.aodkc.com. You can find Matt on Facebook at forward slash Matt Woywod, W-O-Y-W-O-D. As always, you can find these links and all the others from the show on readthedriven.com. Coming up next, we have a plethora of car shows, events, and cruises on the calendar and excellent lane live here on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio here in Driven Radio Studios in sunny, scenic Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on the calendar this week, so let's get to it. June 29th, Grandview, Missouri, Holzman's Classic Car Show at Gales Harley-Davidson, 5900 Missouri Highway 150. Registration from 9 to 11 a.m., show from 11 to 4. Awards at 3 p.m., free admission, live music and food, sponsored by Holzman's Classic Cars and Funhouse Pizza and Pub. Shout out, by the way to Grandview, Missouri for telling me they didn't want one more used car dealer in the city. <laughs> anyway, also on June 29th, Kansas City, Missouri Classic Car and Food Truck Festival at the Kingswood Senior Living Facility. Oh, man. That's at, yeah, that sounds like a good one. That's at, <laughs> that's at 10,000 Warnell Road from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., $15 admission for cars, which includes tickets to three food trucks of your choice. Children under five are free. This is a benefit for Kingswood Senior Living Community Foundation. Contact Diane Kramer at 816-442-3200. 284 with any questions. How many food trucks do you think they could possibly have in one place? I don't know. Are they all serving uh, like pureed food? (laughs) (laughs) Just feeling particularly punchy tonight. I don't really know why. You're looking for that truck from Preachu Charlie's, (laughs) aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, June 29th, Kansas City, Missouri. All Corvette show and shine at the Ararat Shrine Temple, 5100 Ararat Drive. It's a benefit for Project Drive. It's a $25 donation from 8.30 to 3.30 p.m. Contact Audra at 660-525-7414 for more information. Then June 29th, we've heard about this one before. That's in Kansas City, Missouri. Our friends from Casey Showdown oh, Promotions. Yeah. That's Denny Eddy. Yeah, they're putting on a, the block party in the boulevard. That's at Casey Auto Works at 505 Southwest Boulevard, uh, right right near underneath that bridge. Uh, 6 p.m. to 12 o'clock midnight. It's a family-friendly event. They're going to do it until they get kicked out by the uh, by the cops. Well, so that'll be fun. And, yeah. and we're kind of accustomed to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 29th in Olathe, uh, Sun and Shine 2019 at High V 149.55 West 151st Street from 4 to 8 p.m. Parking opens at 3. It's a $20 entry fee. There's a free t-shirt, goodie bags, door prizes, coupons, and more. All proceeds benefit Alex's Lemonade Stand. Food vendors include Hy-Vee, Hickory House, Wall Burgers, Kona Ice, and Zarda Barbecue, face painting, and much more. I know you're aching to get your face painted. I am. Yeah, it's true. All right, June 29th in Shawnee, Kansas. This one is mildly confusing because it's called the KC Fast and Furious Cruise, which cruising is driving at a moderate pace. Yeah, it but is. this is a Fast and Furious one. Well, are they going to be driving Fast and Furiously, or are they going to be driving Fast and Furious type cars? I'd be kind of curious. Maybe they'll to have like a lot of undercarriage lighting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Shawnee Mission Theater uh, in the park. That's at 7710 Renner Road from noon to 3 p.m. It's a public event by K Crazy Vinyls. 
have to see what that one's all about. Yeah. I haven't been to one of those. Uh, June 30th in Independence, Missouri, the third annual charity car show at Cable Dahmer Collision Center, 11911 East 40 Highway. Entry fee is $40. Space is limited to the first 200 cars entered. Open to all makes, models, and years of GM vehicles. No Shelby's. Oh, that's a shame. Cars should be in place between 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Show and shine judging from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Awards at 2.30. Net proceeds go to Children's Mercy Hospital. Trophies for top vehicles in each GM division. People's Choice and Special Display Vehicle Awards. Uh, door prizes, silent auction, 50-50 uh, drawing, a free GM engine drawing, and Three Pigs Barbecue will be the vendor. Now, $40 seems awfully steep for your average car show, but considering all the stuff they're giving away and the fact that it is uh, a, a benefit for Children's Mercy Hospital, seems like it might be a, a, a pretty decent show. Yeah, for sure. Three Pigs Barbecue will be worth it on its own. We got uh, June 30th, Kansas City, Kansas, car, truck, and bike show and audio competition to the Kansas City T-Bone Stadium at 1800 Village oh, West Parkway. this is the other one that Denny Eddy is putting on. Yeah, the on. next day. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this is the other uh, showdown promotions uh, show. Yeah, registration is $20. Spectators are free. Open to all makes and models, rain or shine. Uh, you know, Denny Eddy, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we just talked about the three shows uh, that he had sent me earlier, but it looks like they're going to have a lot more stuff going on this summer. I mm-hmm. think that uh, that Casey Showdown Promotions is really starting to blow up. Uh, July 6th, Kansas City, Missouri, the Kansas City Elks Lodge, number 26, 6th Annual Car and Bike Show at 515 East 99th Street. Gates open at 8 a.m. Registration closes at 12 noon. Awards at 3 p.m. The entry fee is $20 for cars, $15 for motorcycles. You need to pre-register by June 20th, so that's really fast by the time that this posts for for a $5 discount. Door prizes, a beer garden. A beer garden. It's my favorite thing to grow in the garden. Let me say it one more time. Go check the beer in your garden. Uh, Live music, shade trees, 50-50 drawing dash plaques to the first 100 entries and more likely than not cops sitting right around the corner waiting for everybody to leave yeah ready to snap up everybody well you know that's what happens when you have a beer garden and then uh, finally last but not least kansas city missouri it's the hot import nights kansas city arrowhead stadium uh one arrowhead drive from 5 p.m to 11 p.m hot import nights is a modified car show truck and bike show visit www.hotimportnights.com to to exhibit or display your vehicle of course, all the all of the information on all of these shows and everything else we talked about tonight can be found on readthedriven.com. Now, Mr. Matt. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you so much for being on this evening. Uh, thank you so much for all of your help on my Bronco, which I'm now paranoid about li- taking out of my garage. And... Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching you give my co-host here maximum crap in between the segments <laughs> when we're running commercials. So thanks so much for thanks being for with us. Me. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. You can find us online at readthedriven.com, follow us on Facebook at forward slash Driven Radio Show, on Twitter at Driven Radio Show, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I'm Brett Hatfield for my rather annoying co-host Vern Estes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.